Hello and welcome to Is This Anime? I'm your anime expert, Jack Metcalf. And uh, join us, returning guest, Ty Babbage. Ty, how are you? I'm good, Jack. Thank you. How are you? Fantastic, man. Uh, We're going to be talking about Devil Man Crybaby. Let's just get the fuck into it. This, this, Ty, this was actually the series that got me back into anime, even though it may not seem like an easy uh, in to this world. But this yeah, was a series. It, yeah, it was definitely not an, an easy first five episodes. But uh, you know what? It was entertaining. I'll give it that. It, it, again, it's, uh, you know, I was just telling you through text. I was like, you know, I tossed you into the deep end and I also tied weights to you. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was struggling to uh, to remain at the surface a bit for a little bit. There was a point I was like, I have no idea what is happening. But you know what? It was a lot of fun. But here's the thing, as always, uh, as with anything new that we're covering, there is a history segment. And uh, Ty, let's just get into it, because uh, Devilman, we're going to talk less about the director of this series and more of uh, the creator of the manga that Devilman is based on, because the creator of Devilman, Go Nagai, is actually probably the second most influential manga artist of all time. So Go Nagai was born in 1945. As a child, he was influenced by the work of Osamu Tezuka, who is considered to be the most important manga and animation creator of his time. During prep school, Nagai suffered a severe case of diarrhea for three weeks. This near-death experience caused him to do something he wanted to do since he was a child, which was to create manga. So, <laughs> diarrhea is what leads to, uh, to one of the most influential uh, manga artists following his calling. So, he drops out of university and proceeded to live his dream. His mother disapproved of his lifestyle so badly that it was said that she convinced publishers to reject her son's submissions. Unfortunately for her, the magazine Weekly Shonen Sunday noticed his work. He ended up becoming an assistant to the manga artist Shotaro Ishinomori, and in 1967, he was officially a professional manga artist. In 1968, Nagai was invited to be one of the debut manga authors to be published in the fledgling Shonen Jump magazine, uh, Ty, just just for your own knowledge, uh, Shonen Jump is best known for launching Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, a, a lot of popular series. It would be like um, having your series launch in Marvel or DC. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's pretty cool, actually. So yeah, Nagai is one of the first uh, Shonen Jump artists or writers, whatever you want to call him. His first series was called Herenshi Gakuen. Uh, the English name is Shameless School. And this series was set in a school where teachers are rough on students, so the kids rebel in sexy, crazy ways. It is known as the first manga to feature erotic elements. Uh, parent groups went after the series, and as a result of the controversy, Nagai changed the tone of the manga from silly to more mature. The series ends with all the students and teachers, while defending their freedom of expression, while defending their freedom of expression, they are killed by the Parent Teachers Association and other parental forces. It's so much to take in. <laughs> it's so much to take in, for sure. Um, but this kind of uh, far left turn into into really violent and fucked up territory would become a Nagai specialty. Although he would later return to the series later and undo this ending. So it does get a happier ending uh, later on. Other notable Gonagai works include Mazinger Z, which is credited for creating the mecha genre. Ty, just for your own reference, mecha would include something like Gundam or Voltron. Basically, any any series involving uh, a character piloting a giant robot. The series Mazinger oh. Z was kind of at the forefront of that. 
That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mazinger Z. I've watched a lot of it. There are many spinoffs. Uh, there's many video games adaptations. It's its own fucking thing. Uh, Cutie Honey is a series about a magical girl uh, that transforms into various different personas. Uh, in typical Nagai fashion, it started off as something much softer and then got way darker as things do. Uh, it also, this, this is going to be a recurring thing. It has a bunch of fucking spinoffs and adaptations. Uh, Violence Jack. Uh, is a series, a post-apocalyptic series that was also revealed to be a sequel to the world of Devil Man, and that is credited for inspiring a lot of post-apocalyptic uh, Japanese manga and anime, most notably Fist of the North Star, which was kind of Dragon Ball before Dragon Ball. It was kind of the big action manga series. So again, this dude is just fucking. Um, I, I wouldn't say he's exactly like Stanley. For one thing, he is he is far. Well, I don't want to say Stanley isn't horny. Stanley was a very horny man, but um, Nagai's <laughs> works are far more explicitly horny and violent. Yeah, uh, no less. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, Iron Man was, you know, maybe tackled the Vietnam War in its own fucking way or some shit, but it wasn't as mean spirited as some of Nagai's works e- even are in the original form. That's that's the thing. Um, so long story short, Gona guy is super fucking prolific, also still alive. He's like 77, so he's still pretty, pretty young, uh, com- you know, considering when he started. Um, but in terms of what matters to Devil Man, we got to talk about Demon Lord Dante, which was published in 1972. It's about a teenager named Rio. Guess what? Uh, that's a name that's going to come up very quickly, who becomes possessed by an ancient demon named Dante, and he finds himself in the middle of a battle between God and the devils. It ran for three volumes, but was later revived by Nagai in the 2000s. The folks at Toei Animation, best known for things like Dragon Ball and One Piece. Um, of course, this is decades before this. Uh, they approached Nagai to turn Demon Lord Dante into an anime. But they wanted him to turn down certain elements. Devil Man was the result of this. Nagai would end up writing 35 of 39 of the anime version of Devil Man's scripts, as well as drawing a manga adaptation which ran in Weekly Shonen Magazine. The manga would end up going on for five volumes. Nagai viewed Devilman as an anti-war work. Uh, going into further detail would be spoiler territory, but just keep that in mind. Devilman is the toned-down version of Demon Lord Dante, which uh, says something about Nagai. Yeah, that is that like like Dante's Inferno kind of. Is that what they're? It actually was. He was a oh, massive fan okay. of Dante's Inferno. He was a massive fan of Dante's Inferno. Uh, some of the images were inspired by a. Uh, I just lost the name of the author whose whose uh, adaptation of Dante's Inferno he was inspired by. But Go Nagai himself would, would uh, do a manga adaptation of Dante's Inferno. So yeah, it's a work he clearly loved. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, it's his. It's his own fucking spin on that. Uh, it's his yeah. own insane spin. <laughs> Oh, uh, Devil sure. Man, I, I love it, man. Again, I love creators that are just like, yeah, this is the toned down version, and the toned down version is like, yeah, our first chapter involves the characters going to a sex club and murdering people. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the tone. That was, that's the that's well, the PG version of my work. Yeah, no, that's uh, that was intense. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get into that. So, yeah. Devil Man has also received numerous spin-offs and adaptations, almost too many to discuss. 
some devil man some devil man creations have crossed over with other go nagai creations others have featured new characters taking on the devil man identity yes there is a devil lady uh that's its own separate anime uh which which deals with uh topics such as sexual assault and uh other um go nagai staples uh the most notable anime adaptations prior to devil man crybaby are of course the uh the initial anime adaptation that ran concurrently with the manga in the 70s but also three ovas produced between 1987 and 2000 the final one has an alternate ending to the series that by the standards of devil man is a bit happier uh we'll talk about that next week uh yeah so there's a lot of versions of this story. Uh, as I said earlier, the uh, the series Violence Jack is revealed in its final chapter to be a sequel to Devil Man, so that's its own fucking thing. Uh, so yeah, that brings us to this adaptation, Devil Man Crybaby, which was produced by the studio Science Saru and licensed by Netflix in 2018. The director Masaki Yusa felt that the guy. was restrained in his depiction of sex and violence in the original Devil Man run. <laughs> And because Nagai's later works were even more extreme, Yusa felt he could go even farther than that. He felt that was keeping in the spirit of Go Nagai. Um, I mean, the guy's alive. Maybe he could have fucking spoken to him and asked uh, how he felt. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Nagai is, is cool with it. But again, yeah. I love this. He's like, I, so I have not read the entire original Devilman run. I've kind of skimmed through it. Um, and yeah, those initial chapters that are they're so-called restrained are still very similar uh to the material we see in this adaptation uh there's even some stuff that i'm like oh that's more extreme than what we saw so again man i'm throwing you into the fucking deep end again you 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 thought attack on titan was something else uh this is this is a couple levels beyond that yeah and they're both so different which is also crazy that they could be they're so that different and that insane at the same time you know Exactly. And yet somehow Attack on Titan, you can see why that has more mainstream appeal. Yeah. No, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the 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 show about the giants that eat people has has mainstream appeal. Uh again, when you say it out loud, you're like, what the fuck? Um so Yusa commented that the technologies and social media's popularity made the 21st situation, 21st century situation very close to the Devilman manga's violent scenario, as people are a lot more connected for good and bad. On the bad side, he cited people getting shot over a video game, police brutality towards African Americans, the rise of nationalism in politics, and problems being blamed on foreigners. On the good side, he mentioned people coming out as LGBT through social media and a greater acceptance of different opinions and lifestyles. Um, keep, keep this statement in mind. This is going to be a lot more prominent and, and obvious in the second half of Devilman Crybaby, I'll say. Okay, I was going to say, I haven't seen many of yeah. the first five episodes. But. No, you've just seen a lot of uh, sex. You know, you've seen a lot of open sex and violence, but the sex is not depicted as good. That's for sure. Yeah, no, it's um, definitely strange sometimes, for sure. Uh, so yeah, Devilman Crybaby released to wide critical acclaim. Uh, Netflix did not release numbers for how it did, but they have continued to work with Yusa and Science Saru, which is an indication that it did well enough for them, at least. And yeah, that that's the end of my uh, history uh, segment. So let's just jump the fuck in. I'm getting out my notes because goddamn... Uh, let's just talk about the opening. We open with hands reaching out. Um, we hear this narrator who is revealed to be Rio, 
say that love does not exist. There is no such thing as love. Therefore, there is no sadness. That's what I thought. Uh, so we see these kind of apocalyptic visuals. Uh, we see the destruction of the Earth. Ty, what are your feelings going into like those first five minutes? Oh, that's a good question. Um, the first five minutes, I mean, I just kind of stared at the TV while I was watching this. I had no idea, again, what I was walking into. And the whole interaction between Akira and R- R- Ryu? 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 Ryu, Ryu, yeah. Ryu, yeah. I just, I, again, I didn't, I have no backstory, no nothing. So I had no idea what was going on. But you know what? It, uh, it surprised me. I'll say that. So this narration ends with a hand reaching out and asks if the person's okay. And uh, that's our introduction to Akira. Akira is crying over this dying kitten. Uh, I, I, I love my cats. I cannot take kitten murder well. And this series opens with fucking kitten murder. Because uh, Akira wants to protect this dying kitten. Uh, Ryo is like, no, the cat's going to die. Let's just fucking kill it. Uh, and then he does. And Akira is rightfully crying. And Ryo is basically just like, why are you crying? It was going to die anyways, dude. Ryo, not a great guy. Why the fuck are these two friends? Yeah, that was, that was a little very heavy to start off with, for sure. A little domestic it's cat heavy as murder. Sh- <laughs> a tiny yeah. kitten and... Being killed by another child with a box cutter. That's a lot. That's a lot to take in. Um, but anyways, uh, what Akira does say is he tells he tells Ryo, he's like, you were crying too. And uh, Akira denies that. Um, this is going to come up much later towards the end of the series. But Akira telling Ryo he's, he is also sad and crying. That it, that is a bit of foreshadowing uh, for the events to come. Anyways, we then cut to a track and field match. We see this one girl uh, named Miki. She's kind of the number one uh, track star. Uh, let's talk about going to guy and how fucking horny he is. Uh, the sexualization of, of of women in this show is is listen. It's not fucking afraid of it. That's for sure. No, it was definitely not. That's what like the first things you walk into, right? I mean, yeah, you got you're the- just seeing like boobs bouncing. You also just just to add more uncomfortability. Um, this is the difference between uh, the West and Japan. Uh, I think the characters are 17. That's obviously icky as fuck for our Western audience. I think a Japan age of consent is... Oh, no, it's actually 14. Fuck, I remember. <laughs> oh, so okay. So Japan is fucking <laughs> gross. Uh, I think even modern stuff, they kind of cut off at 16. But yeah, this is... We're, we're getting to sexualization of high schooler territory. And guess what? It's going to uh, keep on going for a number of episodes. My goodness, yeah, that was that was crazy. Because yeah, these are high schoolers, track stars, and the the shots are just totally focused on the on the bouncing breasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also there's also like a track coach who's just kind of in the background, but he's confined to like a wheelchair, and then he eats a butterfly. <laughs> yeah, so I yeah, so he's he's a lizard person. I didn't really get get that. I think that's maybe foreshadowing uh, the normalization of demons. Oh, I see. Um, okay, yeah. Or it could just be a non sequitur because uh, this show has a lot of non sequiturs. Uh, we'll get to them. Um, <laughs> again, I'm I'm kind of bouncing around this. Even in these five episodes, we'd be here all day with some of the fucking notes I took. So um, here's oh, yeah. just a funny line. There's a line um, after the whole track scene where uh, Akira is is walking with Miki, and she tells uh, Akira, "Clear your history when you watch porn on my dad's computer." 
<laughs> I actually do you remember that, that one? I didn't even remember that was in there, but that's hilarious, though. That's, Again, um, man, I think you know, episode five in particular really um, uses the metaphor of of devil man being like a thing of of puberty or or coming into. <laughs> Uh, um, you know, manhood or something like that. I mean, again, yeah. uh, just to, just to jump to episode five. Episode five opens with uh, Akira seeing just. Uh, oh my god, I'm sounding fucking gross even saying this out loud. But um, what is it? He's seeing Miki who who's drenched in the rain, and he's just straight up seeing her her nipples and bush. Yeah. Oh, is that the one where he uh, has the wettest dream I've ever seen? He has kind of thing? the wettest, the wettest dream you will ever see. Um, yeah. He, if you, the the fattest load you'll ever see in your fucking life. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to the describe meta- it for sure. The metaphor is fucking obvious, and I also love the setup of that joke, which is, um, you know, he kind of wakes up and he, you know, he see he sees, you know, a moderate amount of cum in his hand. And then the p- camera pans up towards the ceiling, and again, it's uh, <laughs> it's enough to kill a small animal. Oh yeah, no, he definitely painted his his room. That's for sure. He paints his fucking room. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if we're talking what these metaphors are, um, obviously, Devil Man being some form of manhood, a character, uh, a young man uh, becoming a sexual being. That's definitely a more on the nail metaphor this series has um there's going to be some other ones coming up anyways uh moving on um we also meet some rappers uh near a river uh these guys rule the rappers are dope yeah i, I kind of liked them too actually they were pretty funny <laughs> they're they're a bright spot in what is a very bleak and depressing show <laughs> yes yes very um, very dark so, so the rappers basically in the original manga, which was written in the seventies, they were they were more like uh, traditional Japanese delinquents. Um, but of course, that culture is it, it isn't the same as it was in the seventies now. So, so uh, the director Yusa basically changed them to rappers because he felt that was more modern, which is a nice touch. So that's kind of his original creation to the show. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, um, in a flashback, Rio meets with a professor who is crushing birds with a hammer and then lights himself on fire. And then he turns into a demon during this whole thing. Yeah, that was obviously that's one of the start of the, the, the start of the episode. When I saw that, I was like, what did you get me into? I had no what? idea. And he was a Russian Russian teacher or of some some I, sort. Some I I wasn't even focused on that. I was just focused on what the fuck is he trying to do? Because yeah, he's kind of yeah. he's already going insane when we see him. He's like crushing birds and shit, and then again self immolation, and then turning into a demon during the self immolation. Yeah, no, that's again. so. So what I got from this though is that demons are like people know demons are in this world, right? Like it's not a shock. No, it's still a shock. I mean, most of the characters haven't seen the real thing. I think it's kind of like you know, there's professors of a cult. Or whatever, and obviously Rio is super into this. Uh, you will learn in the second half of Rio's connection to everything that is explained. That's the great thing about the series; it's ten episodes. And while um, I can't guarantee you will be satisfied by the end of it, you will <laughs> okay, certainly yeah. receive. I cannot guarantee satisfaction. This is not a series that. Uh, again, it it is not something where you're watching. You're like, hey, this makes me feel good, and I am satisfied by everything that's happened. It's more like you watch it, and you're just like, I I'm in again. Fuck, I'm gonna say a lot of things right now, but it's kind of like you're just 
you're just being assaulted with these images. You know what I mean? Uh, oh yeah. A very, oh, that's, uh... a very, a man with a lot on his mind is giving you, it's giving you a message basically. And, uh, is it yes. the most articulate message? Um, I mean, <laughs> no, no, it's uh, not. It's an ins- no, insane it's message, but he's, but he's getting his point across in his own way. Um, it, it, anyways, it, yeah, the, very own way. Uh, the other thing I forgot to miss, it was during this whole thing with the river and the rapper is, um, Akira, uh, briefly meets with them and then Rio, uh, come, uh, you know, he's got his like fucking hot rod car and he's like, yo, Akira, come with me and threatens the rappers with a machine gun. Yeah. Like that, that was insane. Cause I also, Akira was on a boat. Yeah. Right? And I didn't, under, I didn't understand the whole boat part either. He was just there on a boat in the river or he was just, I don't know how he got there. There was no like context to it kind of thing. I know he was following, uh, Miki, I believe, right? That's, yeah. Um. Yeah. Then he comes. So, gun I think if you're trying to figure out, I think if you're trying to figure out boat context, we're going to be here for a while for how much other yeah. context you'll have you're to figure right. out. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, anyways, um, there there's a bit of exposition. Again, I I can't go into every episode in absurd detail because uh, we've got other things to focus on, like the fact that Akira and Rio go to a club, and uh, Rio basically says there's no turning back. And guess what? He's fucking right. Because what you see in this club. Again, Ty, what was your reaction to the fucking club scene? Well, it was funny because I was watching it and then my oh. girlfriend walked into the room oh, right when this the sex club <laughs> was, stuff was happening. Was... And then she kind of just looked at me and she's just like, what the fuck are you watching? And I just kind of looked at her and then just looked away and I just said, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> I don't even think I understood at the point. I don't know, honestly. There was like people just getting fucked and drugs. Oh, like, dude! It was just like I don't, I have no idea. There was everything. Everything was happening. I have, I can't, I can't Every, even explain it. Everything's happening. You know, women are, women are, you know, getting each other off. Men are getting each other off. And then, then we add another level to this, which is, of course, the violence that is to come. So, anyways, a girl, uh, a topless girl, um, makes out with Akira. And then, you know, she does that kind of thing where she puts a pill in her mouth and gives him the pill through the making out. Uh, Akira gets high and he's just kind of like, what the fuck? And then uh, Rio, typical um, rational Rio, uh, breaks a bottle and just starts killing people because he's like, yo, there's a demon. There's a demon loose. And hey, uh, demons love blood. So how else do you get a demon out? Just kill the fucking, you know, uh, disgusting People going to the club. They're already sinners. They're already, you know, degenerate. So, hey, who gives a fuck? Yeah, that was crazy. When he just started literally just slicing people up, I was like, what is happening? Like, I just didn't. And, <laughs> oh. and this is a scene that is pretty much the exact same thing in the original manga. Again, this is, I like how he's like, I want a more unrestrained version of it. And it's like, I don't fucking know, man. This is already pretty uh, unrestrained, even in its original depiction. Oh, yeah. If that's the original. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so totally rational. Rio just starts murdering people. But hey, turns out uh, there actually is a demon loose. Uh, the demon ends up being the uh, the topless girl. But of course, there are more demons, uh, big breasted demons, uh, demons of all sorts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this was just. Yeah, I don't know. It was all the, then all the sex is still happening at the same time. People are getting their heads yeah. ripped off. Like it was just yeah. But no one, no one seemed to panic that much though. Like I know everybody was on some sort of drug or something like that. But everybody was kind of like, 
okay, like this is happening kind of thing. And then as their heads are getting ripped off, some people are like, okay, it's time to get out of here. Some people were just kind of standing there shocked, but I guess that's what happens when you're fucked up on drugs like that. So, yeah, I, I guess that is what happens. So Rio <laughs> then summons the, uh, the demon Amon to possess Akira. And we finally get to see devil devil man in all of his glory. And he fucks shit up as one does. Uh, what what was your feeling on this? What was your feeling on this devil man scene of devil man just going to fucking town? Well, I, I so when I first saw it, I thought he was just kind of fucking with his friend by making him become a demon as well. I didn't know that he was. I mean, eventually you find out that he's going to be this big savior against demons and stuff like that. But when he started just killing all of them, I was like, well, what's, what's the point of having the other demons? There's no one that can even fight him. That was just, you know, they're getting their heads ripped off and legs and ripped in half and stuff like that. I mean, he was obviously bigger and more powerful already. So it just, it seemed crazy. Again, yeah. I don't know any other words other than fucking crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then here we are. Uh, let's get to episode two. Akira has not just uh, changed into a devil man form. It's also altered his, uh, let's call it base form physically. Uh, and all the all the people in school have recognized the change. I I like at least the show maintains this part of the reality <laughs> that people actually notice that Akira looks completely different now. This isn't like a Superman thing, you know? Yeah, no. When, when it actually first happened, I actually didn't know it was the same character. I thought it was yeah, somebody I, completely new the first time I saw him. Honestly, when when I first watched the show, I didn't notice it either. So so you were in the same boat <laughs> yeah. as me. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so again, uh, all these girls are fangirling him over him. And, uh, there's a scene where like these two girls, they think Akira is, um, in like, I don't know, one classroom and they're like trying to spy on him. And then just randomly one of the other girls just starts thrusting behind the other girl. Oh yeah. I re- <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's all these fucking non sequiturs in this show because as if like the main plot isn't already insane enough. There's just a bunch of, I want to say random stuff. I think there is a purpose, which is just kind of the insanity of this world. But um, again, uh, some other uh, interesting images. Yeah. Girls fangirling over Akira and giving him food. Uh, Akira watches porn alone in the school theater. Yeah. And yeah. Wasn't somebody yelling in the back? Like, I don't think we should be doing this. Or all this yeah. There's like two people like observing him, but it's just Akira just, uh, front row seat of watching pornography in his school's theater. Uh, I wish our school had a theater. I never got, our high school never had one. Fuck. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I've never, never thought about watching porn in a theater, but I mean, it seemed like it was a lot of fun. Seems. Yeah. Akira was having a good time just alone. Yeah. Hey. Uh, also, uh, he, uh, he smokes everyone else at track. Akira is now again, running like a beast. He he's beating Mickey speed by uh, double effectively. Akira then meets up with Ryo again and tells him he would rather choose death over fully becoming a demon. Um, Akira's willingness to trust Ryo and still confide in him as his best friend is, uh, is one of the harder things to process given how terrible Ryo is. Yeah, so uh, there, just the one part where he, he, at the club, he made a demon, I don't know... It, Possess? Take his possess. Yes, that's the word. Sorry, possess his best friend, and then yet they still confide in each other and say, "Oh, I'm gonna like I'll be there for you and all this stuff." Like I, I, I don't know if if a friend 
let a demon possess me, I don't think I'd be very happy with him. But, I mean, again, different world. Different world. Um, here's another character, uh, this recurring character in the first couple episodes, who uh, I refer to as the pedo voyeur photographer. Um, he's also in the first episode. He's creeping on girls. And uh, the other girls are just like, oh, hey, he's, he's just a photographer, guys. Uh, that That's another unreality part where I'm just like, and there's even a point where like, um, later on where he, that this character is like defended. And I'm like, no, this character is probably uh, as terrible as Rio is. Uh, he is not a pedophile. <laughs> there's that whole, again, this is only the first five episodes, Ty. <laughs> this is only I, the I first know. fucking five. <laughs> It, it, it was honest. It was insanity. Just insanity. So this uh, photographer, he invites Miki over. Um, there's another girl uh, who is photographed by this man. Um, and it's, you know, it's played off initially as her being traumatized by this. And I guess uh, her reaction to this is traumatic. But, you know, she's getting these memories of him taking photos and him like making her take off more and more clothes. And then we cut to her masturbating to the memory of this while donkey noises play. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, yeah, well, the, do <laughs> the donkey noises were playing. I had to turn that down just, my TV. I was like, what the fuck's happening right now? Like, that was... That was, it's a terrible enough scene. It, again, I, I don't know how to defend this artistically. I'm sure there's a point. Uh, there, there's a whole nother level to this material. But when the donkey noises play, it's just adding another uh, another level to to what's already a scene where you're just like what the fuck am i watching and should i be yeah, watching that, this exactly that that actually i totally forgot about that that made me a little uncomfortable i will say that when those noises started happening for sure i suppose that's the point of it maybe it's almost like yeah this is it's it's telling you in case you were one of the the, the weird f people who were getting off on it the donkey noises are like yeah you're you're not supposed to this is fucked up yeah. Yeah, I don't like this. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, there, there's also another recurring thing. So, um, first of all, I haven't really talked about the character relationships. Basically, uh, Akira, he's living with this girl named Miki and her family. Um, Miki's got, uh, you know, mother, uh, father, and her younger brother. And um, there's this kind of recurring thing of her younger brother constantly being on the computer. I guess that's an obvious metaphor of like, you know, young children being on the computer, looking at things they shouldn't watch. It's the first time we see him on the computer. He's watching a recorded video of the uh, the Club Sodom massacre. So, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> again, it's I was jo I was joking with a buddy of mine um, who, who, you know, he's kind of into those fucked up gore videos. And, you know, he's the kind of guy who like watched that shit when he was 11. Just in the in the unfiltered days of the internet, where just anything could be there. I mean, oh, now you kind of have to yeah. search for that stuff because now you kind of have to search for that because you know there's, there's social media companies or whatever are a lot more careful about that. But there was certainly an era uh, that we grew up in where it was the wild fucking west of the internet, where you could just see things uh, you were not supposed to, and you would be given no warning that you were no, about to I see what. You are right. I definitely remember a couple of those videos that I tried to put out of my memory. <laughs> yeah, so I think this kid, um, who also has a very cute cat named Taco, I should say, um, this kid is kind of the stand-in for that type of lifestyle of, you know, the children going on the computer and seeing shit they should not supposed to. Um, but the second time this is done, he's actually watching the intro to the original Devilman anime, which is just another level of fourth wall breaking 
Oh, is that that was the original? Okay. Yeah, he's literally watching the original opening animation to Devil Man, which is just it it's you know, you talk about Deadpool breaking the fourth wall, but something like this is just it smashing it. Yeah, no, that's I actually that, that's that's um, I mean again, you was, had not you had not watched the original Devil Man. I was not expecting you to pick up on that reference, but yeah. You're right. No, no, that's that's a good point too, but it does make sense now that you say that, yeah. Yeah, it's just another part of this like unreality that the show has. Um <laughs> Anyways, um, there's also this demon, um, these demons who have uh, killed a gun-loving priest. That's the other thing. Like, at the dinner table, Akira and Mickey and her family are talking about this priest they really liked who's, who's disappeared mysteriously. And it cuts to a visual of the priest having all these guns and um, Miki's brother being really into that. And they're very upset about this man's disappearance when he seems like an insane person. Oh, yeah, that was the... Because that's when the the three demons, right? That's the yeah, yeah. So Akira confronts these demons, and the episode ends. We then open with the rappers in um, episode three. Uh, meanwhile, the pedo photographer and his bosses are committed to getting photos of Miki. We we get the appearance of Taco, the Devil Cat. Uh, that was nice. Yeah, a nice little lighter part of the. <laughs> A, a light part of a, of a series where we're talking about pedophotographers, um, sex club massacres, uh, yeah. a kitten being murdered in the first five minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. as, as I say that, I look at my cat who is very much alive, thankfully. One of the bright spots is this romance between this other girl named Miki. So basically, um, this character who is also named Miki, she is kind of she kind of lives in the shadow of the main Miki. Uh, to the point where she even goes by Miko. Uh, basically, they're both track and field runners. Miki is, is the best runner. Uh, again, I'm going to call her Miko, but her name is Miki. Uh, Miko kind of lives in the shadow, has this admiration for her. But again, she she kind of has her own story where she's at a loss of her own identity because of Miki. Um, it's a sweet story. It's a, n- a little bright spot uh, with Miko in this romance between this rapper, uh, the dreadlocked rapper. Yeah, so I actually really liked the the song when the uh, the episode opened. I was actually kind of into yeah. that. It was, it was it was a lot different. I was not expecting it. Was not expecting it. Um, expect expect the unexpected in this series yes, where it just now changes tones. Sure. Yeah, no, but so she was. So she's. Miko, she was the one with the insanely large breasts, right? The Miko. I, I wasn't keeping track. I I wasn't keeping track. She has brown hair. She has browner hair compared to Miki. Yeah, and also she's, long she's, hair. Yeah, okay. So she was the one that was like, "Oh my god, look at her boobs when she runs!" Kind of in the first episode. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I think actually, now that I put it together, she was the one who was masturbating to the memory of her experience with the uh, the photographer as well. Oh, good. Okay. Tie, tying all of that together, tying all these uh, totally not disturbing scenes together. But yeah, not she's, at all. Yeah, she's clearly a person suffering a ton of trauma, which is kind of why this uh, romance between her and this rapper is, you know, again, it's a bright spot in a series that is constantly uh, fucking with you. So, anyways, Akira and Rio they go to the pedo photographer's house and, and they steal files. Uh, Miki goes to the photographer's studio and takes a bath. And uh, guess just to add another layer to the creepiness of this, the the pedo photographer and his boss take photos of her since there is a one way mirror between uh, one of the walls and the the bath. 
this is something we all watched. And thank, thank you, Ty, for not just texting me and just being like, yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm out, yeah. There, there were some times. That was probably one of them, too. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up, man. I, I don't know what else to say. It's fucking disturbing. It's uncomfortable. Um, and also, the animation style isn't exactly like lending itself to that either. It's, the animation style is very rough. It's not like, you know, when you think of it, again, you've watched something like Attack on Titan, Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. Th- those are certainly more pleasing to the eye to look at just naturally. And this is a very rough show. Um, the animation is like kind of intentionally choppy. Oh, okay. So it, it's meant to be that way. Okay. That's that it's certainly meant to be. And that's kind of the style of this creator, uh, Yusa. But, you know, it, it is not, yeah, it's not the most eye catching anime. And yet again, it lends itself to just what it's doing at least that's yes. how i feel so anyways there's this water demon um that enters the pedo in the studio and then it leaves and then possesses miki um devil man defeats this water demon um by making out with a possessed miki and taking the water demon into his own body and then he heats up his body causing the water demon uh to expel itself and then devil man rips the uh, demon in half. That's probably the most traditional statement I said talking about this show. Yeah, I, I thought, I, I mean, I thought he was going to die after he was boiling him inside of him, but I didn't, I guess yeah. you can't and you got to rip him in half, I guess. There's just another layer, you know, it's, it's yeah. one thing to just blow him alive. We, we also need to see something uh, being ripped in half. After this whole fight, um, Rio kills the photographer and Akira is upset because the man was human. Um, and humans deserve to live. And uh, no, Akira, this guy sucked. I'm glad he was dead. Yeah, I mean, I was glad he was he was dead too because obviously he's a creepy little guy. But I still don't I don't understand the whole killing humans thing though. I get him, but just the killing humans in general, like you can't we they can't we can't let them see us and all this stuff. I mean, but why? I mean, I guess maybe that's another question for later episodes, but. Yeah, I, I guess Rio is trying to cover his own tracks, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not a spoiler to say that things are going to escalate and uh, shoes are going <laughs> to drop as they, as they would. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, spe- speaking of Rio tying up loose ends, he blows up the uh, the pedo's mom's place by causing his laptop password to blow the house up. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Gave her the money and then just blew her up anyways. That's right. Yeah, the the other defense is I think it's Miki who even says this. It's like, oh, this guy's just trying to earn a living. He's poor. So like understand him. I'm like, no. No, no. This guy's fucking creepy. He sucks. No, that's that's creepy 101. That's not good. I don't care if you're poor. You can take 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 photos of I don't know, nice photos, not that shit. Not underage girls and you know, assaulting them and shit. Yeah, that's... <laughs> it's it's a very weird defense, and it you know I I can handle the rampant violence, I can handle the rampant sex, but again, a a person using their station to a to abuse a young girl, that being defended is like uh, I'm I'm not quite getting where this is going. Why why yeah. this is needed? I agree with you. That was that's very strange. But hey, that's that's the show. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that is the sh- and that's something you can say a lot about what goes yeah. on. Anyways, um, episode three ends with um, Rio telling Akira, either live with me or die with that girl, because uh, Rio basically wants, uh, wants Akira to hold himself, and he's like, yo, this girl Miki is keeping you down. So, But 
during this confrontation, because uh, episode uh, four continues immediately from that, Akira's mom calls him while on a plane awaiting a flight. She asks if he's heard from his father. Uh, Ryo then tells Akira to trust only him. This is terrible advice. Terrible fucking advice. No, I don't trust him. You never trust him. Like, yeah, first time you meet the guy, he pulls out a machine gun. Um, but yeah, I just didn't understand the whole voicemail thing. Like, in, in Japan, do they have voicemails that talk out loud? I oh yeah that's a good point I was no, not I'm thinking just, too hard about that but yeah that's a good point no that was just one of those things that I was like that's weird like who gets a voicemail like that but it could be something cool I don't know could be could be just a way to move the plot forward yeah just yeah I'm just reading way too much into it <laughs> yeah exactly um so anyways we cut to Miki telling her family about what she remembers from the photo studio and her family this very nice family they accuse her of being on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then her like, bro- and then her brother is like, "Oh yeah, I hear people when they drink, they they lose their memory." And I'm like, "Oh, well, I mean, again, it's man, not, it's, not wrong. it's true. It's, tr- it's not wrong, yeah. but it's just a, such a weird again because this family is depicted as a super nice family, and they're like gaslighting their oh, fucking yeah. daughter. Uh, and then the kid, uh, uh, Miki's brother, he he says uh, to Rio, he's like, "You can get stronger from drugs, right?" And it's, Again, oh, uh, yeah, his, that's when they're talking about like the Benito flakes and stuff on the rice and all that. So, yeah, yeah, it's again the contrast between this traditional family and just the most fucked up things they're saying, uh, with smiles on their face. Yeah, um, I guess, yeah, super happy saying it. Yeah, anyways, uh, Rio, typical good guy, Rio says he manipulated the GPS so that Miki wouldn't know the truth. Rio, just really good at gaslighting people, yeah, just, so he. He did the GPS. Sorry, what, what do you mean? He did the GPS for. He, he, he mentions manipulating um, Miki's GPS so they didn't know she was at the photo studio or something. Oh, so that's why her parent. Okay, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Love it's it. again, Rio covering his tracks in the most fucked up ways. Um, meanwhile, uh, Miuta, the rapper, he continues his courtship of uh, Miko. And he pours his heart out with a rap. Uh, this is probably the most beautiful scene in this batch of episodes, I feel. You know, it goes on for like a good couple minutes, too, I feel. That's when he goes up to her and he starts asking her about the like the snapdragons and stuff, right? Yeah, and he just goes on with this like really long rap. It's also done in English as opposed to uh, Japanese, which the other raps were. I guess it was because it was more important for, for them to convey the, the English meaning in that, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes sense. But yeah, again, it's such a non sequitur compared to this show. We're, we're just all of a sudden getting like a two, three minute rap from a minor character. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's good. But it's a great fucking scene. It like holds your attention well. I actually really liked it. Yeah. And I, I started to like that Mayuta May, guy. Yeah. And he also goes by another nickname called uh, Kekum. But it does oh, work okay. on. Uh, yeah, it does work on Miko. It causes her to cry. Uh, meanwhile, um, the plane that Akira's mom is on, it touches down and a demon begins its attack. And this demon embodies Akira's dead father. What is it? Uh, we, we then cut to, we already kind of touched on this, but this is, there's a scene where, uh, Miko talks to Ryota about her relationship with Miki and why she goes by Miko and just kind of this inner conflict she's had. Again, this is like, it's so different from the rest of the show. It's so much nicer. Uh, so I yeah, appreciate I, this little side plot. Yeah, no, I do too. It just kind of, you know, calms you down before someone else's head gets ripped off. 
Exactly. Um, anyways, Akira, he meets with his mother at the airport who tells him she's already dead. And so there's this kind of um, demon. I don't, what does he resemble? Kind of like a turtle or a uh, kind of turtle crocodile. I don't fucking know. Um, but he kind of stands up straight. Uh, and he claims to be Akira's father, but he also has the souls of like other people on its back, on his shell or whatever. Oh yeah, Again. when they're fighting in the yeah the airport, it kind of reminded me like, I and mean, I don't know if this is any way accurate. It kind of reminded me of like a Spirited Away character. Yeah, absolutely. Because again, like yeah. you, those demons are part of like Japanese mythology or whatever. So that that makes yeah, like sense. Yeah, like the death mass and stuff. Yeah, just a much more fucked up version of that. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That's yeah, <laughs> much yeah, much more miserable things. So yeah, this um the dead souls are like on the back of this demon um and its head is Akira's father. And then um, basically Akira doesn't want to kill the demon. He tells his father that he is also fighting his own uh, demonness and that his father can too. So the demon's response is to cut its own head off with its tail. Normal oh, shit, yeah, guys. Right. Normal shit. Yeah, that's like the infighting between the demon and the father, right? Like they're trying to like yeah. kill one another. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then on top of that, uh, Rio again, totally normal, rational Rio is uh, blasting the faces of the other dead souls with a shotgun just to kind of motivate Akira further to just finish the deed. Yeah, he's a he's a dickhead. <laughs> he's he's a bad man. He's a bad man. Why 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 is Akira trusting him so much? Also, Rio is like recording everything. Yeah. Another so why was he? That was enough. That's a good point, Jack. Why was he smiling when he was recording this? Well, I, I think it goes without saying that uh, Rio's intentions are not entirely pure and that we're we going to see some terrible things to come. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> As if you didn't think that Rio, after everything he's done, has had pure intentions. I would love to meet the person that's watching these episodes. He's like, yeah, Rio is totally trustworthy. This guy rules. Yeah, exactly. Everybody follow him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, follow him. Yeah. Akira fucking trust Rio. Don't be a don't be trusting anyone else. Anyways, um Akira, he struggles at fighting the demons, so Rio shoots the faces of these people, and then Akira finally resent uh relents and impales the demon in the chest. Uh we then cut to uh Miko and Ryuta dancing at a club, but a demon ruins all that and the episode ends on a cliffhanger. Anyways, uh, we kind of already talked about this earlier. We open with uh, Miki's boobs and Bush, and then we get the wet dream. Again, I, I like yeah. the wet dream segment just because at least it's putting the metaphor at the forefront. It's not Sometimes subtlety is for cowards. Yeah, it's not shying away. You're right. Yeah, it's not shying away. It's like this is a fucking metaphor for puberty. If you didn't already get that. Yeah. Deal with it kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again uh rio is or not rio akira is so sexually starved that he's basically turning his body is almost zombie like he's just completely exhausted which is kind of uh his little arc in this episode that he's just kind of wandering aimlessly and he's just a shell of himself because you know dude needs to fuck he's a he's a big demon man what else can he do i think he's the only one in this show that hasn't (laughs) Like yeah, else he, actually, you're, you're right. You're right. Five episodes in, he hasn't actually fucked. No, surprising. Oh, God. Um, there's also this whole other sequence where um, the friends of Ryuta are like looking for him. Um, 
So that's the whole thing, which tells us that uh, he's gone missing. So that that doesn't point to a good sign of Ryuta surviving the uh, the club scene. But uh, we'll get to that next week. Um, so there's this uh, demon who's been kind of appearing throughout these five episodes, but this is kind of her big debut. Uh, her name is Cyrene. Uh, when when uh, Akira is wandering the red light district, uh, Cyrene calls to Akira. She wants to fuck Akira, or more specifically, uh, Amon, his uh, demon form. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. So like, if so, because he's embodied with the Amon guy, he that demon is not himself. If that's am I saying that right? Like he's he doesn't remember who she is, obviously. So he's Akira and not Amon. Yeah, no, because so obviously she was the one that wants to fuck that Amon demon guy, like the big powerful thing but he is not him when he is possessing Acura right That's- yeah they're they're a combination of the two and Acura is certainly in the the driver's seat so yeah she wants her friend Amon back effectively you know okay yeah that makes sense okay yeah that was an intense <laughs> sex scene though too holy shit <laughs> yeah uh they have uh the most intense foreplay you've ever seen it involves uh limb ripping and people impaling each other and just goring each other to fucking death that's the other thing like akira can like lose his limbs as devil man and just be fine the next morning so that's a whole nother level to this um yeah so that's something i didn't know too i was like oh god he's gonna die too because if they're both dying after all they get their body parts ripped off i didn't yeah that was surprising as well everything's surprising everything's surprising every episode is featured with features new surprises believe me and you're yeah not all the not all those surprises are going to be good uh some of them will uh destroy your soul <laughs> anyways oh. um yeah the the metaphor for this is clear this fight they're having is foreplay i mean they're getting off on this so also like styrene she's kind of like a harpy creature so she's got like wings and talons she's kind of losing this fight so her friend, uh, her friend whose name uh, is Kayame, he he has kind of electrical powers. Uh, he summons a lightning bolt while um, what is it? Uh, Akira and Cyrene are fighting. Uh, this lightning bolt comes down. It, it stuns Akira enough for uh, Kayame to go towards uh, Cyrene, and basically he tells her, "Hey, let's fuse. You're you're losing this fight. I want you to win." And guess what? Guess what, uh, Cyrene? I love you, and uh, I am willing yeah. to give my life for you. Yeah, this the is, big electric bowl. <laughs> so this is where the metaphor is getting a bit more obvious, and I'll just kind of help you out with this. Because um, as, as uh, I told you, the director said he kind of wanted this series to be a metaphor uh, for bigotry or, or LGBT or whatever. But basically, we're starting to see that the demons... Uh, the demons, even if they are fucked up and evil, they are uh, they are their own entities, and you know they may even be capable of love. And we're going to see more layers uh, for these demons in uh, future episodes to come, effectively. So this is kind of your first hint at that. Just m- more, more layers and layers, layers and layers and layers, and only in five more episodes. Uh, this show, uh, you <laughs> cannot say it is slowly paced. You cannot say that. No, it came out swinging. That's that's for sure. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, Kayame he tells Cyrene, even bloodied, you are beautiful. They merge, so Cyrene becomes this harpy creature with the body of a bull, uh, and she impales Devil Man. 
Um, and it looks like she's going to fucking win this fight. Uh, this this Sirene Kayame fused creature is incredibly strong. And she leaves uh, Devilman bloodied on the ground. And uh, Devilman asks her, why won't she finish him off? And uh, Akira, he wakes up in his Akira form. Uh, Ryo wakes him up. And then Ryo tells him that, in fact, Sirene died. She died believing that she had won. Yeah, so I didn't understand that. She just kind of, they both just froze outside. Yeah, I, I guess she either, I guess she sustained enough damage from that fight uh, with Devilman that it actually did kill her. Or the fusion just caused her to just overload her entire body, maybe. I don't have an answer to that. I guess I okay. could look it up on Google, but... <laughs> no, that's fair. That makes, that's that's a good enough answer. <laughs> yeah, and then this is when Akira asks Ryo, uh, do you believe demons are capable of love? And uh, Ryo responds by saying, in a way, demons are pure creatures. That's that's how it ends. Uh, we're going to see more layers to what these demons can be. Who who are the the villains in this story? Are the, are the villains the demons? Are they humans? Um, Nagai, obviously, as as a fan of the Divine Comedy, he has his own view on morality and, you know, angels and demons and who's who's the real villain in all of this. Uh, I guess we'll see. But before we finish this off, I think we got to do our favorite segment, which is who is the speed wagon of this batch of five episodes? Speed wagon, 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 Allow me to elucidate ya. The name is Robert EO Speedwagon. I'll go first. I think it's really fucking obvious. It's uh Ryuta the rapper. He steals the show. Uh that rap yeah. he has again. It's it's tough to beat like just a solo rap sequence in the middle of a fucked up um, <laughs> a fucked up series with sex, violence, murder, all this fucking shit, only to just cut to a rapper declaring his love for another uh, character who has her own interesting arc that at least currently is separated from this madness. So yeah, Ryuta is my speed wagon. What about you, Ty? Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you that I actually had it written down. That was my speed wagon. But just to be different, Ooh. yeah, runner up speed wagon. Yeah, runner up speed wagon is I'll go with the little brother Taro. I think he was hilarious. Um, and when he was watching the porn and seeing the pictures on the computer, I just thought, ah, eh, sure, he'll be my my runner up. Just in case we had this little conflict of picking the same guy, which we did. So yeah, I'll go with the little brother Taro. I love it. Tara's great. He's got Devil Cat. Devil Cat is adorable. I hope Devil Cat uh, makes it to the end. I don't remember, so <laughs> I'm rooting too. for him. No box uh, cutters, please. I, I can only deal with so much cat murder, and anytime <laughs> I see cat. stuff like this, I have to immediately like hug my own cat, because I'm like, yeah, you are currently alive, so thank you. I agree. I agree with you on that one. Uh, final thoughts on the first five episodes of Devil Man Cry Baby. Uh, I'll go first, which is to say, I love this series. It makes again, we're gonna see what it means, what the what it's actually going for in the second half. I think Ty, even though you are gonna see a lot of insanity, you are you are gonna understand where it's coming from, even if it's done so in the most unorthodox, most bonkers, most. Again, you're being assaulted with images and t- 
terrible things. And yet you can't look away from this show because it just every time you think you've seen the most fucked up thing you've seen, the the show is like, no, we got we got more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What are your no, thoughts? I, what are your thoughts on this batch tie? <laughs> uh, on the first five episodes, I just have three words. What the fuck? <laughs> that is pretty much sums it up for me. And, but you know what? I am excited to watch the last five because it's only ten episodes, right? Like, there's no more. Nope. There's more. No more. Uh, they they have not adapted. A, a, again, there's there's spinoffs and stuff. But as as far as this continuity that is Devilman Crybaby, this is all there is. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, I'm actually I'm more excited than Cowboy Bebop and Attack on Titan for these really? episodes to see. Yeah, just just because of how messed up and <laughs> how different it is, I just want to see what happens. So again, what the fuck? And also, I'm excited. <laughs> this this makes me feel really good. Um, again, there's another series. If if we were to ever cover it, I would love to cover it with you. Uh, I think it would be too much of a time commitment given how many episodes there are in that. But um, Devilman certainly inspired a lot of other series that had their own uh, series that are just filled with fucked up images and heavy handed mem- uh, metaphors. And, you know, a lot of fucked up religious imagery um, that are also, like, beautiful and powerful in their own way, I think. Uh, I mean, again, I'm not sure if you're going to find uh, these next five episodes to be beautiful, but I think <laughs> there is a message to be gained from this. And uh, it is going to hit, again, um, this uh, Go guy and obviously uh, Yusa, they both think that subtlety is for fucking cowards. And uh, I kind of love that. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think there's really good writers who use subtlety well. And then on the other spectrum, you want people who are just going to fucking hit you in the head, not just with a hammer, but with a fucking nuke, you know? Oh yeah. They stick to their guns. That's for sure. Yep. Um, anyways, Ty, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at pop beans on Instagram for all your movie and TV show needs. Fantastic. Yeah, you've always you've always you're tr- like like a uh, Nagai, you stick to your takes. You're you're not afraid to say something popular is bad or you know, I've I've got my own takes, I disagree with you, but again, you commit and that's uh that's what we love in any artist, whether they're a critic or um a filmmaker or whatever. Stick to your guns, don't uh just say what you want people to like, you know. No, thank you. I appreciate that. I try to. Awesome. Uh you can find me at Jack is Jack on uh Instagram only real Jack M on Twitter, and you can find us at Is This Anime Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Our Twitter is non-existent. Our Instagram, I've, I've been a bit lazy on, but hey, you know, I'm busy too. I'm trying to create my own cool shit sometimes, including this, of course. Anyways, uh, oh yeah, I forgot Malcolm isn't here. Uh, R.I.P. So and remember, <laughs> um, fuck Ryu. Don't trust that bitch. Uh, an apartment. Devil man, I don't fucking know. That sucked. Bye.